Hello, and thank you for listening to another podcast of the Gospel Rescue Mission. My name is Brian Boteller, and today we are doing an interview with our resident, Kim Day, and uh, also with our women's coordinator and my beautiful bride, Shauna Boteller. We are just checking in with Kim to find out how she was doing and um, what her stay has been like so far, kind of find out uh, where she's come from and where she's headed. It's a really great interview. I hope you enjoy my name's Brian. I'm the Director of Resident Services for the Gospel Rescue Mission. And uh, for those who don't know everybody here, um, uh, have you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Shauna Boteller. I'm the Women's Coordinator for the Mission. Okay, and you are? I'm Kim, Kimberly Day, and I've been a resident here since um, May 26. Since May 26. So uh, that was of 2020? Yes. Yes. Yeah. okay. Um, and really, um, what's cool about resident interviews to me is that, again, we get to tell people your story. It's one thing for me or Shauna to go into the community and say, hey, you know, we really do some cool stuff over there and it's really fun. Um, and, and, you know, people go, yeah, 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 of course, this is what you do for a living. You know, why wouldn't you say good things about what you do? You know, um, and I think there's skepticism sometimes about that from the outside. You know, is, can it really be that great? Can Are you really that effective? Are there really great things going on at the Gospel Rescue Mission? Um, because they hear things in the community, and, and I, I, I never cease to be amazed at the bizarre things that get shared within the community, usually from former residents, people who stopped in for a, a night or two or whatever, didn't understand what was going on, didn't like it, and they end up just spewing all kinds of weird things about the Gospel Rescue Mission. So having a resident come in and talk and tell them a little bit about your story, tell people about who you are, what what's going on, I think kind of diffuses a lot of that. Plus, I think it also helps the people that, that maybe uh, either are considering coming in, uh, giving them some, boy, some hope that maybe this is the right place for me. Um, and then uh, for those that, that donate and contribute to the mission, help them see, hey, wow, you know, man, I'm really being effective by contributing to the Gospel Rescue Mission, and, and that's powerful. So, so um, and, and you're exciting because you, you didn't bring the mission T-shirt, but, uh, but you, just, you, just showed me your, you just showed me your, your mission T-shirt <laughs> that you paid for with your own money on your own. I was so excited when you showed me that. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, you would want to buy that? And you, you love the T-shirt. I actually wore it the other day already. Yeah. Really? Awesome. That's oh, cool. that's good. I hope to see that thing worn out and, and get you another one. Um, so, Kim, you know, um, we see a lot of girls come in, and, um, and there's a lot of different stories you know, would you be willing to share just as comfortable as you don't have to share all the dirty details or anything like that, but as comfortable as you might be willing to share kind of what was going on in your life that led you into the Gospel Rescue Mission? You know, um, divorce, change of lifestyle. I moved here to um, Grants Pass and things just didn't go as planned. So I sabotaged everything because of my addiction. And... I just, I found myself in the deepest hole. When you say your addiction, what kinds of, what kinds of things were you, what were you using at the time? I was using drugs, um, drinking, okay. and just doing stuff that, 
you know, that I avoided for many years because, mm -hmm. you know, I was successful for many years. And okay. anyway, I did manage to turn my life around. Okay. And then when things just started falling apart, I dove right back into, you know. Yeah. To, to cope. To, to drinking, hate, and just... Um, I worked at 7,000 feet. There wasn't really much else to do right. when there's 20 feet of snow on the ground. So um, so you were at a resort back mm -hmm. then I was that you Savoy worked at National Park. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I worked there for 16 years. Wow. And I worked at 7,200 feet. So at the end of the day, you know, right. when you put the guests to sleep, <laughs> that's what I always called it, um, there's not much else to do. So everybody just kind of hangs out. Right. Being divorced and having... Moved back up to the park away from my marriage home because we had a house down in there. And since I had a place to go, I was the one that, and my choice to leave, mm -hmm. I left that. Okay. So it was just, you know, it was lonely. Mm -hmm. And because it's like you either sit here and dwell on everything or you get out there and have fun. Gotcha. Right. And that's what I did. Wasn't the right kind of fun. But, and then I just, you know, that kind of caught up with me and then I started missing work. And as a manager, it was really humiliating that I lost my job yeah. because of that, yeah. you know. And then I left there, and I came here, and just living with my sister was just like it was just humiliating. Everything. Oh. <laughs> it was just. It was just. Um. I don't know. So. The more I tried, the more I even actually got a job at the hospital, cleaning their residents' rooms, and it just like. It just it was so humiliating, so I just kept sabotaging it, sabotaging it, and I kept doing it. And then my sister's husband started hitting on me, and that was even... To me, it was more humiliating because I put myself in that position. Mm -hmm. What he did was wrong, but right. why was I there? I put myself in that, and I didn't even mm -hmm. do anything wrong, mm. you know? Um, but my sister was at work, and it was just, I'm like, I, I don't belong here. So I left, and then I ended up in a hotel room with my dog, going, what am I going to do next? Wow. So, and, and then I got drunk, and I don't know what, I passed out at the wheel of the car. Oh, boy. Oh. And I... Um, crashed into two cars, one car that crashed into another car, and I found myself in jail. Oh boy! Oh boy! And I lost my dog, and that was a, that was really hard for me, and sure. it still is, sure. because he was a part of me. Sure, he right. was like he was my kid. son. Yeah, because yeah. I don't have any kids, but mm -hmm. and that was the probably the worst thing to me. I don't care about anything else. I care about, and I hope and I pray and I know God take care of him and that he's, um, he has a right home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping. Yeah. Right. I still think of him every day. Yeah. But, um, so I did 60 days in jail and I thought, okay, well, never been to jail before. I never got in trouble. Never mm -hmm. in my life. And I'm like, even people told me, what do you do? What did you do? You don't belong here. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Hey, and no, it could have been, it could have been worse. Yeah. I mean, golly, you know, I mean, it you know, could have been, so, been so much worse. So, you know, praise God that it wasn't worse than it was. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I thank God every day that nobody got hurt. You yeah. know, I got four broken ribs and 
the people, I think they got some cracked ribs and, you know, I could have killed them. Yeah. I yeah. could have, I could have killed That's them. That's so scary. And, you know, I killed mm. my, I could have killed myself. It was horrific. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. when I went to jail, I said, <laughs> I said, well, this is, you know, I wish it would, I told them, I'm like, well, I wish I, you know, wouldn't have made it through or whatever. And. It was even more humiliating because they put me in like this turtle suit. They called it a turtle suit. I don't know what you. It's right, a right, thing right. you put over, and you have nothing. There's no way you can hurt yourself. Right. You know, basically, right. mm-hmm. and you give you the plus. And I'm like, oh, this is not me. Like, so they were really concerned about your oh, mental health, though, at that point, because, sure. that, because I mean, you'd gone through I a said, lot. But you know what? That one thing I said, they don't know me. Right. Mm-hmm. How could they know otherwise? Yeah, right. and right. I understood that, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And so after they see me for a couple of days, you know, um, I finally got to talk to a counselor four days later. Wow. And we were talking no shower, nothing for four, you know. Wow. And it was just like, um, so I talked to the to um, somebody from Options. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I told them I had no intention of hurting myself, you know, and so they're, they're like, well, you know, we trust her, let her, so after that, and then still two, it took them two weeks to build up that, and then I started getting out to general population, you know, I should start coming out and being with the other girls, and I think it gave me a lot of time to think. Yeah. I couldn't sleep, and I didn't eat for the first week because, you know, you you don't know what you're eating. So, right. you know, and I was scared to eat. So eventually you start eating, and, and eventually I'm like, okay, I'm going to be okay. Right. But then I started talking to Options a lot, and yeah. Options was telling me about the mission. And, you know, because I was like, I don't know what to do. And I, I told them. Mm-hmm. Nobody else's fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am so guilty. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the judge gives me. Right. Look what I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're saying they said they never heard anybody say that before. Yeah. Wow. Usually it's like you know somebody else's fault or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's like this is all on me. So they really helped me. They talked to me, and um, they're still helping me to this day. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a mission and options mm-hmm. that really has helped me get to where I'm okay. You know, I'm not the, okay, but I will be. The uh, the the Bible says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And and mm-hmm. you were in this process where you you kept using this word. It was humiliating, but humiliating is designed to bring humility you're right it's it's to it's to humble us and 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 so um so there's that that time and and i've i've talked to more and more people the ones that seem to do the best through that come through the mission really come at that spot where there's they've they've stopped trusting in their own ways they're they're they've been humiliated enough and humbled enough to where they they go, whatever I'm doing, I haven't been doing it right. I need to listen to somebody else. I'm, yes. I'm an, I need I need the advice of somebody else because I keep trying to fix it, and I'm not fixing it right. I'm not I'm not seeing you know everything that I do to fix it just seems to make it worse. So I'm going to stop trusting me. 
can you guys help me? And 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 that's where you know it's and that's where it's so good to have somebody from options, good counselors, you know, solid solid counselors, and and then and then to have uh, to have them that they you know recommended us to you and everything. I mean, we've seen you know we've had this pretty pretty solid partnership over the years, um, just because. Um, well, A, because there's not a lot of other places in town, but even if there were, I think what, what they have found and what a lot of our, you know, uh, partner agencies find is that, wow, you know what, the ones that do good here do really good, man. They, they just, real change happens. And, and I think that that, that, um, I need to, I, I, you know, that, that humility, that kind of that spot of brokenness is really actually a good, is actually a good spot when they come in. Yeah. And, and you were in the, so you were in the jail for, um, 60 days. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's when COVID broke out. So all we yeah. did was see it on the news and we were like, oh, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen when I get out of here? There's going to be no food on the shelf. There's going to be nothing. Everything was so, shut down at I the thought, time you got all out. All I could see yeah. was a cup and it was really scary yeah. um, so but you know I learned to be okay in there you know I read the bible and I tried to stay away from the girls that were that all they cared about was doing the dope I just tried to stay I met a few girls in there that you know um I met one girl named Penny and that she was kind of like my Jennifer in there mm -hmm. and we got really close and um but uh I just kind of stayed to myself because I didn't want to like these are the wrong kind of friends to have no that's, that's <laughs> you know good. what I yeah, mean that's good. and um and it wasn't like them because obviously I'd never been in jail before and right. I really didn't have any stories to tell so right um well now you're now you got street cred and you're a gangster <laughs> I know. you know I you got, like, you, 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 I get a tattoo you're, when you're I got right, out and I'm right. like no because this isn't me that's right know? that's right and, and I thought well I'm gonna get tattooed when I get out you know I've been to jail and I'm like but that's not me no. that's not the kind of person that I've changed, you know, my, I come from a family of addiction. We've been doing drugs <laughs> ever since we could, you know. Yeah. And it, there was times in my what's life. The, what's the earliest? What's the earliest age you remember using? Probably fourteen. Fourteen. Smoking pot. Yeah. And then I got a boyfriend that's that so when I was sixteen. He he slammed. Dope, but okay. I never did because I was scared to death of it. I yeah. seen what it did to people, and yeah. it scared me. And I still never did, but um, but I started selling it for him at school so we could make money to party on the weekends. And gotcha. And yeah. I still didn't use it until I was like seventeen. Yeah. And then I married a man, not him, but I married a man that introduced all my brothers and sisters to meth. Ah. And they still do it to this day in California, the meth addicts. Wow. Me, I even stopped through the years because I'm like, I want to go to dental school. I went to dental assistant school. Wow. I stopped using for five years, you know, during this, when I was like 28, well, 23. Because I wanted to do, I wanted to be, you know, and I'm not the type of person that can go to work and be high. Right. Right. I know a lot of people that can do that. Not yeah. me. I'll dig, I'll dig a hole and stay in my house before I go out public like, high. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. just not that kind of person, you know, because I'm like, they know I'm high. Right, mm -hmm. right. And it's humiliating. Girls got to have her standards, right? Right. right. It's yeah. humiliating. So, mm -hmm. 
But um, so I did. I worked for five years, and my mom died. Oh wow! And my mom, my grandma died, and then my mom died. Well, my mom was homeless here in Oregon when she died. Wow. Here in Grants Pass. Oh. Or in actually Medford, but um, she was homeless, and she fell off a train. Uh, you know how they get on the trains, and uh-huh. my mom fell off a train. Uh, so being homeless is really. How old were you when that, that scared happened? the hell out of me when I was when I thought I was going to be homeless. Yeah, right. Um, I was 28 when my mom died, uh, and I had been working a really good job. Well, when my mom died, and we got that phone call, you know, like, and nobody's mother should die like that. Nobody's well, yeah. mother should die, but no. but like that, and yeah. then we didn't find out till three days later. It was like, give me the dope. Wow. I don't want right. to feel. Right. Because it was horrific. And I quit my job because I couldn't do dope and Extremely do my job. Extremely painful. to give, and so you're going to the dope. Job had to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I took my brothers and sisters that were in foster home because she had them here. Mm-hmm. They were younger. And I tried but they were out of control. They were breaking my windows, and they were just like, you know, they were just out of control. I couldn't mm-hmm. handle them kids. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so I had to put them back in the foster home. And that hurt, especially, you know, I, I, I feel like I let them all down. I got seven brothers and sisters, so, wow. and I'm the oldest. Wow. So when they're hurting, yeah. I hurt, yeah, because sure. I, I have to be the one to help them. And it's always been that way. Yeah. You know, my mom was beat by some man for uh, 18 years. Wow. And I couldn't live in the house because I made it worse. Wow. Because I constantly tried to stick up for her. Uh. And I'm like, you know, and so I, I'm like the type either, of, huh? I'm just like the type that, you know, like, you're better than that. You don't need him, you know. And I picked up a baseball bat, mm-hmm. tried to protect her. Wow. She got beat way worse because of it. Oh. Oh. I couldn't live there, so it's just been like that my whole life. So I never really lived anywhere more than six months since I was 11 years old. Wow. And I just went to my aunt's house, my grandma's house. Just bounced around. Just bounced around. Yeah. I loved them all and they loved me. But sure. when I started losing them when I got older, they weren't there no more because, you know, people pass on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it just got worse, and then now I just like, uh, or then I just feel like, okay, now what? You know, and now I find my all I have is my brothers and sisters, yeah. but they all have their lives and their kids. Right. So it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any kids, so it's lonely that way. But and that's I think how this time being getting divorced really affected me. Sure. Because mm-hmm. I felt like now what? Yeah. And I went yeah. to my sister's house, and she's got her life and her. And I'm like, I don't belong here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to jail and I got out of jail, I, I didn't know what to do. Right. And so I went to Travel Lodge, and I stayed there for like five weeks. Mm-hmm. Probably my second weekend, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm still freaking out. I started mixing up with the people I went to jail with. They got out of jail. Sure, sure. And then um, they're like, well, and I'm like, it was my it was my birthday. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I'm sitting here alone. It was a week and a half before my birthday. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let's do some dope. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Not me. I didn't say it, but somebody did. And I was just like, okay. Well, I did. And and then they left. And I was like, where am I finding myself here alone? Again. With all these people outside, the scary people, I call them, because I don't want to live my life like them. Not that, you know, they're bad, but it's just, Mm -hmm. that's not me, who I want to be. And so that's when I said, okay. So I came up to the mission that week. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Jennifer and Tammy. I didn't know them, you know, but I, and they're like, well, when you come, you have to bring everything with you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know. I, I, I finally found it, and I, by then I had started going to on track. Mm-hmm. I went to, I made myself get off my butt mm-hmm. and start my treatment. Okay. And so then I told the counselor there, I'm like, this is my plan. And she said, I think that's a good plan. So I had that talking to her. Good. And I was talking to Jamie, um, who was my my counselor. That option. So it just all came together. And then finally, and then I started watching your video. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, well, do it, you know. Just do it, you know. I mean, what made me come to the mission is... Um, I wanted structure in my life again yeah. because, you know, I'm a very independent person. Yeah. Um, you know. You got to be. I love being a manager up at the lodge. Yeah. And holding that whole department together, you know, yeah. and taking care of my 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 staff and and it's just that's one part about my marriage. It's just like I was too independent. I think you know. Okay. But um. Yeah, I just, I like that. And I was just like, I lost myself doing that. Yeah. And so um, I was even afraid to make a phone call. I was so, had so much anxiety that I couldn't even bring myself to call, um, to make a phone call. So one, I would take one day and make one phone call. Yeah. Just one thing, just do one thing today. Yeah. You know, and I should be able to do a lot more than that, mm-hmm. but... Well, but you were coming at it from a pretty broken spot. Yeah, you were healing at that point, you know. Yeah. You know, the one thing, you know, we noticed right away from you, I mean, after after you kind of got past your nerves... You know the the nervousness of of every you know what who are everybody and how they're going to treat me and and everything was once 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 we saw you kind of start to relax and the tension start to drop in your shoulders and you're just kind of oh okay I, you know I actually think I might like some of these people and and they might like me and and everything we we noticed kind of exactly what you're saying we were like wow she's really pretty organized and and wow she's Really, you know, she's she communicates well, and and, she's and a hard you know, and, and wow, she really mm-hmm. works hard. And so, so we were already going. Okay, a we've got a potential RA here, uh, and oh, then yeah, and then, second, third day, yeah, third yeah, day, yeah. Yeah. and then and then we're looking and going. You know, this is you know this is you know it sounds to me like you know what what we we're seeing was. A girl that's got that, that has surrounded herself for a long time, whether intentionally or unintentionally, with all the wrong people, and 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 so what we wanted to see for you was just to see you get a new group of friends. You know, we want to see a new a new group of of people, a new social network, and everything. Well, and, and also, I I would say the 
the other agencies that we were working with um, on your team in particular, um, we all had this this great scheduled plan for you when you first got here. You had a lot of groups and sessions that you would go to, yeah. and I think I think we could have easily said, "Oh, let's lighten up on that." No, that's exactly what you needed at the time that because structure. because that structure from each agency coming in and helping that to me was really critical to your success especially in the early days because you were still pretty fragile then you know and uh, bless on track and options i mean they are phenomenal yeah yeah yeah, I mean, you know, certainly, um, you know, the, the one thing that I think is good here in, in Grants Pass, in Southern Oregon in general, but certainly in Grants Pass, um, is that we've got some really great partner agencies. And, you know, and, and uh, uh, Southern Oregon on track and, and, uh, and then options also. Um, you know, I mean, we've got great people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and at first kind of, I mean, what they, what they are – for the person who's in that kind of system of chaos, you know that they that they're coming out of um, with in their they're isolated and they're alone and everything. What you get is this, you know, it's a it's at first it's a paid group of friends. It's you know your counselor is 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 the kind of friend that you ought to have anyways in your life. But but at first you know you kind of got to you got to get those people that professional you know they're professional friends in a sense, but. The truth is, is these are the kind of people that you want in your life all the time, you know, and, and, and whether, so whether it's a, whether it's a, uh, a, a, you know, a mental health counselor or a, you know, drug an addiction counselor or, or a woman's coordinator, you know, and, 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 you know, people like that, you know, is you have people that are, that are, uh, that come into your life and, and um, and the the thing that I love about being part of the gospel rescue mission is we have this freedom to I, I get sometimes it becomes a red flag for some people that are like really kind of classically trained in formal counseling is there's this idea there's this there's this um, professional barrier that they like to keep up and everything like that but but what one of the things that we feel like is a, one of the keys to our success is. Look, your family. We're, we're we're friends. You know, I mean, we we become friends with the people that we work with. You know, on a on a regular basis, right. and and um and we can, you can't help it. You're working with people forty hours a week plus. You know, you're it would be impossible to keep up barriers everywhere or anything. So instead, what we do is we just kind of dive into it. We embrace it. Well, and the the other residents that are there. I mean, when you come in, you don't know anybody, but you quickly made those friendships, mm-hmm. and it's in those friendships that really your program finds the success because. Those ladies aren't just other residents. They they become almost like sisters they're to like you. Family. You know, they're yeah. family yeah. because they're there when you're crying. They're there when you're breaking down. You know, people might see these two big blue buildings. They have no idea the breaking down and the sadness that people are going through. And that, you know, let's get through that. Let's find the healing because then... 
the then the real life begins. Yeah. Then you can move forward joyously, you know. And it's it's the other residents too that yeah. that are a part of that full circle of healing that yeah. each person gets to enjoy. So totally, you know, we we oh, I talk to pastors who will sit and I've, I've sat there with pastors where we're sitting watching after a after a you know, after the sermon's given and, and everybody's done, and then you're just watching everybody chit-chat in the foyer and stuff like that and visit and everything and have one of the pastors nudge me and go, you see that right there? Mm-hmm. That's where the real ministry of this church is happening, right there. It's not in what I just did on, you know, mm-hmm. on stage. It's what's going on right there. It's people connecting. It's people living life together and talking about things and praying with each other and, and loving on each other and stuff like that. And in the same way, you know, we feel that as staff here too. I mean, we come in and put in our 40 hours, you know, but you guys live together, you know, the residents, you live together and and you quickly begin to see, you know, there's it just like just like in when you were in jail, you know, there's a couple people that I could maybe get close to, but most of these girls I probably shouldn't. And then and then, you know, you come in you come into the mission and at first time yeah. it's like, okay, Maybe the group that I can get close to is a little larger than it was in jail, and maybe there's a you know a, a smaller group of people that I probably should just kind of keep at arm's distance at first and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but that group does become real, you know that that that, that you that you bond with. I I was watching uh, as we were uh, taking um, one of the other gals to um, Faith House, which. Faith House is is now um, a transitional house with the Gospel Rescue Mission, um, and and Faith House has been in Grants Pass for a long, long time. Um, they've they've well folded, known. yeah, it's well known, and and it's a great program, and and now it's become part of the mission program, and uh, and so I was taking one of the girls that's transitioning. She's she's doing great, and she's transitioning mm-hmm. out of the mission and into Faith House, and I, it was fun bringing her over there. Because you were there, and because there was other girls there, and, and it was and it yes. was like a party, man. I mean, it was it was like I felt like a celebrity walking in. It was like <laughs> Brian and, and everything, and then and then uh, it was just so cool because I to see everybody cheering each other on, you know, and and, and to me, um, I mean, that's what my circle of friends do with me, you know, I mean, that's what, that's what Shauna's circle of friends does with her and, you know, and together our family circle of friends, we, we do this with each other when, when we, we celebrate each other's victories and we, we encourage each other through our dry times and hard times and stuff like that. And, and that's, that's what we're trying to teach. And so when we see it happening, I got to tell you, man, it's the kind of thing that I, I was on cloud nine, you know, just walking away from there, you know, after just visiting with you girls for 15 minutes, you know, and just coming in and here you go. And, and I just thought, man, that is the most special thing that could ever happen, you know, and, and, and this is, this is a life changing time, you know, in, in your lives and in, in together and everything. But I got to tell you, even in my life, as I watch that stuff, I mean, it reminds me over and over again about what's good about this place and about what those things are that we do well. So, so here's where I, I want to take me back to coming into the mission. Now, um, now you said you had done some research. You'd been watching some of the videos that we have on our on our website, um, which is at grantspassmission.org. In case anybody's looking, um, and. Uh, 
and that, that tell about this story. And this is going to be one of those videos that adds to that, that, that catalog of, of encouragement that's meant to tell people about why we do what we do, how we do it, and, and kind of, you know, we just lay it out there. I'm not trying to hide anything. We're trying to be very forward about what's good here and, and what's going on. Um, what... Tell me about like when you when you first came. Tell, give me give me like um, the two hardest things that you had to adjust to coming to the mission. Well, you know when when they said the mission, my thought was, oh my gosh. So if you if you look on TV, right, mm-hmm. and they talk about the mission or go to the shelter, you're, right. I'm thinking of this huge room like a cafeteria with beds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a big dorm room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. giant, giant colossal bed, dorm you know, room. Like, you know, you're sleeping next to some guy or you're sleeping next to some, <coughs> like, a shelter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it kind of scared me, and I was just like, I don't know if I could do that, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I need a shelter, but I don't know if that's going to be permanent. Right. So that when I went online, and I'm like, a, and everybody's like, no, it's not like that. And I go, well, how long can you stay? Or, like, you know, and... So I started talking to people about yeah, it, you yeah. know, my, mm-hmm. my, my counselor options. And and uh, so, and I talked to the girls in jail, and they're like, no, no, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, um, somebody called you a cult. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we've been um, called all kinds of things, right? So, um, and I thought, well, you know. That's not what I'm looking for. My, mm-hmm. I'm looking for structure. I'm looking for somebody who's mm-hmm. going to help me. Yeah. And the community here is like it's like overwhelming because yeah. mm-hmm. from where I come from, California, yeah. I, I never see the community like. Grand Pass is amazing. I've got and the, mm-hmm. the and and you guys and. And everything, it's just overwhelming. It's wonderful. And sure. I right. think for the rest of my life, I will want to be a part of that. Yeah. That's awesome. It it's just makes me feel really good. And yeah. I was mm-hmm. proud to buy that shirt because mm-hmm. I'm like, when you were wearing it one day and I saw you guys wearing it, I'm like, I love that shirt. I want one. Mm-hmm. And then when I seen it at Second Chance, I'm like, I'm buying it out here. Give it to me. Give <laughs> That's it. great. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, so when I first got here, it took me a while to convince myself to come here. Like I said, I watched your video. Yeah. I came over and met them, and I thought, okay, well, I'm going to do it. This is the day I'm doing it. Uh-huh. So I picked it, and I called the taxi, set up the appointment and everything, checked out of the hotel room, and I came here, and I gave myself the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had already been going to groups. So I had that established. I had you my schedule already started heading in the right direction. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. So when I talked to Shauna and I told her my sobriety was the most important thing, yeah. that nothing else mattered because I really wanted to stay sober. I didn't want to be that person. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and that was the biggest thing for me. Is you know, I want to find Kim again. Yeah. Him. Right. I lost me, you know, mm-hmm. and I would just felt like this person that was in a hole that, you know, could barely see up, and I just felt like, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, I, you guys saw yeah. what it was like, <laughs> but um, the more I stayed and the more I started working, and well, when I first got here and I went back to the to the dorm room, I was like, I don't know. 
know if I can do this. I can do this. You're doing this. You're doing it. <laughs> you know, and it's like there's not an option. You're doing this, you know. That's right. And I was just kind of worried about the other women, you know, and and um, and the schedule. The schedule never bothered me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Just no, none of that ever bothered me. Yeah. I was so grateful to have people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That maybe was went through the same thing I did, but not. I mean, yeah. you know, that it's it's okay to be the person you are right now with these people. Yeah. You realized yeah. you weren't so alone after yeah. all. Yeah, and right? I was in that hotel mm -hmm. room. Yeah. yeah. I was so alone. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and I kept thinking, oh, you know, I, <laughs> I have... I, you know, I had to remind myself sometimes that I was alone because I was so used to my dog being there with me. And right, like, you didn't even have the dog yeah, now. I didn't have him to go walk or do this. And, and I did. I started walking a lot mm -hmm. in town, and that's how I, I, I got myself out of the hotel room. And that's yeah. when I finally said, okay, well, I'll just stop by on track and see what it's about. Yeah. Right. That's how I joined my... Because that was one of the stipulations. It's either do this or 18 months in prison. What? Ooh. You know? Yeah. And so I went and I, I'm like, okay. Tell me coercion works, right? You know, I mean, you know, when they when they tell you, I know coercion gets kind of a bad rap, but um, but sometimes some people need to be forced to go in the right direction. And once they're going in the right direction, even though it may be by force at first, you start realizing, hey, this is the direction I really wanted to go all along. Right. I just didn't know it, you know, and I needed yeah. somebody I needed somebody to make me do this at first. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people that make that make great changes because somebody, you know, usually a, ju a judge or or mm -hmm. you know, somebody a parole probation officer or whatever or or a, you know, mental health counselor or somebody that says you have to do this thing. You know, you have to start doing the and, right things. And what was the um so what was your probation or parole officer, probation officer's um, opinion of your coming to the mission? Were they? I never met my probation officer. I still have Really? So, so they thought you were God. so fantastic they didn't even need to meet with you. Well, this, the, the thing of it is, is um, I have a uh, restrict, uh Restricted supervision. Okay. So, oh, okay. So basically, all There's I have to do is check in once a month, yeah. fill out a piece of paper, and pay the forty dollars. Yeah, that's great. So, um, so, but I did call them on the phone. Mm -hmm. So, and I talked to them for like an hour over the phone, and we felt went through all this, and you know, and they told me you can't carry weapons, can't do this, some stuff I would never do anyway, right, right. <laughs> you know, but I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. I'm not going to go out and carry a gun, you know, but I guess some people do, so, um, so they went through all that with me, and uh, I was like, okay, but in, in jail, I, I was like, man, I could be going to prison, mm -hmm. I, I, I really could have been, sure, and, and sure. honestly, I should have been. Mm -hmm. Because that, I mean, what I did is I could have killed somebody. Yeah, it's, it's they could pretty, be dead. Pretty serious thing. Yeah, it is very serious things. Yeah. You know, yeah. I could have killed somebody and been a murderer, and you know, so and it was a wake up call, big time. You know, and I think that that's was, I think that that's really what society wants when somebody makes a mistake like that, and you know, it's it's not like. 
I don't think anybody wants you to be just ground into misery for for making the mistake. I think what they really want is for people to recognize recognize the gravity of the situation mm-hmm. and feel bad about it and and be like I and and be determined not to go back and do it again. You know, it, so and that sounds like what you where, where you're at. You well, know, is, I believe in rehabilitation. Yeah. Um, I never knew much about it before. Sure. You know, my family's been into drugs, and, and we ne- nobody ever did anything really bad, you know. It's just drugs, but... Um, well, except for beating your mom and, uh, you know, yeah. your mom being... And, 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 you know, lots of, you know, stuff that goes along with that, right? I never, that person was never in my family. That person was just... Gotcha. Somebody that... Wasn't Okay, but you know, so would you say drugs drugs makes us choose bad bad people to be around and 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 things like that. So even if they're not even if they're not in our family, I mean, you say I didn't do anything bad, but if I invite a bunch of bad people because my judgment's you know impaired because I'm intoxicated and everything like that, well, that's pretty bad. You know, and and so you know, but I, I get what you also mean. You're saying we weren't the ones that were going out and. Drunk driving. I mean, it was a rare, th- you know, it was a rare and unheard of thing in your family. And this isn't, you know, or we're not robbing liquor stores or we're not, you know, beating up but people we or something like that. The, we were hurting our family by doing the yeah, things yeah. that mm-hmm. we were doing. Yeah. So, yeah, it did have damage. Um, it could have been so much more, but we weren't. So, um, well, praise God. Well, we're going to pause right there and uh, pick up part two in our next podcast again if there is uh if there's been things that you really enjoyed about this would you make a comment uh, on whatever format you're listening through whether it's itunes or soundcloud or any of those things um and uh just give us a thumbs up give us a a rating and a review we sure appreciate that again you can always check in with us at grantspassmission.org and if you'd like to donate you can donate right on our donate page Um, Again, thank you. Share this with people, with your friends and your family and uh, people on your social media because that's the way we get this word out. Uh, We do this and we can't do this without your help. So again, God bless you. Thank you again. We'll look forward to part two interview coming up here next week. Have a great day.